are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. Today is episode 199. Oh, my God. We are almost at 200 episodes, y'all. That is crazy. And today's guest is awesome. We have fine art music photographer Adam Elmakayas. Adam has gained a massive fan base for his work after touring for mad years with Warp Tour. He shot for Wireless Festival, Coachella, and he's personally worked with artists like 21 Pilots, A Day to Remember, and Diplo, just to name a few. In today's episode, Adam and I discuss the importance of giving back to the creative community and continuing education. Adam shares how he has built an amazing online photo community and has even started running a weekly live stream to interview fellow photographers and provide info to the community. We discuss his monthly photo editing challenge that have been super popular, like the one that he did with Big Sean's photographer, Thomas Falcone, challenging everyone to edit one of his raw photos of Big Sean. We also talk about the creative agency that he started with Thomas to connect with photographers all around the world and how they hire them to work with top level clients in the music space. He also shares how he balances his personal life with his business life and the ways that he goes about keeping that leveled. We discuss so much in this episode. I'm excited for you to hear it. But first, if you are new to Black With No Cream, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. All right, we're about to kick off this episode with Adam. Thank you so much for being here. If you are a supporter of this podcast, if you love this episode, if you've loved all the previous episodes, if you love the community, all the things, if you love Black Window Cream, I want to invite you to join our weekly motivational text messages that I send out. You should do that. The number is in the description. It's not some spammy shit. I I know it kind of sounds like it, but I literally have a platform. I'm able to text everybody. I've been talking to all the creators in the community. If you want to suggest ideas for the podcast, um, topics that we should talk about, if you have any questions, if you just want to shoot the shit, say what's up you should do that text it the number is in the description again 319-209-9041 hit me up and tell me what kind of creator you are so i can save it in my rolodex but that's it without further ado i bring to you my episode with adam and the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now attention if you stop this podcast recording at any time you will die do you want to live? Yeah! You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. So, first and foremost, Adam, thank you, Dad, for being here. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. I know you got, uh, you're taking, how long of a drive are you taking to get to Wisconsin? Like a three days, two days? It's going to be three days. It's like three 10 hour days. Right. That's how, that's the same drive I did coming out here and, and oh, spread okay. it out over three. It's a solid, solid, solid move. Which way are you going? We're going to go from here to Grand Junction, Colorado, and then Grand Junction to Lincoln, Nebraska, and then Lincoln, Nebraska to Madison, Wisconsin. Nice. So now that anyone's listening to this, if uh, you guys can go track them down and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring me snacks. Yeah, along the route. Now this will come out after your drive. Sorry, guys. Um, dude, how have you been? Everything's been good. I know I- I'm glad that we got to have this happen because it's funny that, and I told you this on the phone, but I, I remember on Twitter, someone sent me a picture 
uh, from, I think it was Thomas shot of Big Sean and you were running a challenge, challenging everyone to do their own edit of the raw photo. Am I right? That is correct. And someone was like, yo, this is tight. You should do this with black window cream. I'm like, this is a great idea. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a really cool contest. And, and so many people were active. And then in the black window cream community, people were posting their edits and they're like, yo, I just did this uh, contest with Adam and uh, this is my submission for the whatever the, I don't remember what you called it, but it was so cool to see that in the community. And then we somehow got connected through Danilo later yeah, on. Danilo, which was, Danilo ended up doing one of his photos for it. And did then, he? yeah. And then he did one of the chain smokers and we had him on and then he recommended that I meet you because well, he said that we have a lot in common and right. here we are. Here we are, man. Two, two Midwest dudes just kicking it, kicking <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> kicking it through and, Zoom. And my brother's name is uh, Ben, not Benjamin, just Ben, full name Ben. And your name's Ben. So it's nice. I don't know. I feel like it's you're, it's like easy talking to right, you. Right, right, right. I've never heard of anyone just getting birth and your full name is Ben, not Benjamin. Uh, I know. It's kind of weird. That's cool. That's tight. Well, uh, yeah, dude, I'm glad we got to link. And it was cool because Danilo, yeah, he group chatted us and he was like, you need to link with Adam. He has a really cool community for photographers and is like out here at, trying to educate and help creatives in the photography space. And I feel like you guys would bind really well. And, uh, and it's cool. I got, I got, I just literally hopped in your discord. You got like a private discord that you let people come join for free mm -hmm. that are just yeah. in there talking about everything. It looks like you have so many different topic points that everyone's chatting about in here. Yeah, they're, uh, they're good people. We've got like a good core, like I would say 50 people that are quite active and they're super encouraging. I think the hardest part is getting people to take a step away from the self-promotion and taking strides towards, you know, building other people up with their time. And so mm -hmm. I like to see that in the community and they're good at it. Is and, that something uh, you guys like encourage is to, to try to act in that fashion versus just yeah. letting it be a platform to educate everyone on their own work? Yeah, I mean, like my thought process behind it is like, yo, if you take the time out of the day to tell somebody, hey, this is a great photo or compliment them or something like that's some that's some life changing stuff that's rather effortless and low, low input, high out, like very, very high reward for that. So uh, we encourage people to do that. And I love to see it. It's a good community. Yeah, I love that. And I think that I mean, there's so much you've done in the photography space that led you to get to a spot where obviously you could even build a community, right? Like you have to have quote unquote fans or people that look up to you to even be able to say like, Hey, I want y'all to come over here and do that. And it's the same thing that happened with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to get like a little like snippet cause we were supposed to, for people who are listening to this, we were supposed to have recorded an in-person interview today. Cause <laughs> when we talked about doing this, I thought the coronavirus is going away and that everyone would probably be all right by July. And then t it's just going Nothing wrong with your optimism. I you know what I'm saying? I, I was yes. hoping for the best and we got the, worse where we're like, yo, maybe it's not a good example to, um, be on camera. But we're tape. pretty close. Like I live like very close to your office. So we're kind I of know. like, this is as in person as we will get. Right. And pretty. you guys, he has a, he has like a little segue thing with like the feet and I have my booster board. So we're going to go mob around the city. Yeah. Soon All enough. electric baby. Yeah, that's right. But when, <laughs> could you kind of give people like a nutshell version of your career path to that got you to the position where you were able to start the community? Cause I feel like the community starting and trying to get people to champion around each other, that probably was more fairly recent, right? Yeah, I mean, how big of a nutshell? Are we like acorn or are we like walnut? Like how? Yeah, I like walnuts are cool. I like cracking open a walnut. So right, we, let's yeah, go. Yeah. They look like owls. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long path, to be honest. A lot of learning from my part. And uh, I started, I would say, 15 years ago. I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. So just shooting local shows. 
eventually toured with artists, did a lot of promo stuff for people's MySpaces. I was on Flickr back then, MySpace. Uh, that changed. Like I, I'm pretty heavily involved in, I would say, internet things, whether it be now it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Discord. And it's just kind of grown and changed over time. So I toured for a while after that. Um, I would say like 10 years. And that was mostly with Warped Tour kind of bands, that genre. A little bit of DJ stuff, not too much. And my following was... I would say it was probably the biggest back when I was working with bands that were like really popular, but, um, it was kind of like a, the battle for me was like, how do I take people who are following me just cause I've worked with bands and find the people who are following me because they're photographers or they're inspired or they want to inspire other people. So it took me honestly years to really a come to terms with the fact that, Hey, these people don't, they're not following you cause you're you, they're following you cause they like the people you shoot. And then B to kind of like figure out how to, do that how to switch that how to like make the own community i, I don't know if i kind of got lost in my words there no no i love that's it. my vibe ashley osborne was on here and we had that same discussion because it's so it's so frustrating when you it's awesome because people like you because you make cool stuff for people that they like and they would have never known about you without them or whatever but you see it really hit hard when you don't post whoever that it, like is for the fans that follow you and it's not that artist so they just don't give a fuck about it and immediately like your and all the all the numbers that come along with this is it's like this uphill battle psychologically and people deal with that quite often um, but for you like as you're saying you're, you're kind of trying to hunt for the creatives that you feel like you could connect with on a farther level versus like someone who loved whatever band it was that you got to tour with and, and followed mm -hmm. you for that reason at that time. So as you, as you start to do, cause you have a large following, like your Instagram, you have like 300,000, some people that are paying attention to your work, right. That have come from probably multiple different bands and multiple different releases or however they found you. Um, so you, at what point was it like, Oh, you're kind of interested in learning like which ones of these are other fellow photographers that maybe I could, connect with on a deeper level beyond just sharing my work? I think honestly, my, my, my path to like becoming somebody who taught, like I was like teaching, I was like psychology. I like helping people. And I was kind of very inspired by Mr. Rogers was, um, you know, he was a religious guy, but he ended up teaching people kind of, instead of becoming like a, well, I'm going to use the wrong word here, but like a pastor or somebody who worked at a church, he became Mr. Rogers and did it that way. And he found, you know, I kind of think of it that way. Like instead of becoming, a psychologist or you know, a school social worker, this was my path to kind of helping people. And it started, I would do workshops or make a DVD back in like 2010. And then I did workshops on Warp Tour. And then I did uh, some other workshops on my own and some real life stuff. And then I'd do photo challenges and would do real life meetups or uh, it would just like kind of slowly change over time, depending on what the network was and where I was at in my life and what made sense. And then eventually the most recent iteration of that was kind of used to be YouTube. And then I brought it over to more like Twitch streams and um, I did some community magazines and now we're like Twitch streams and discord. And I like it the most because um, it, it involves the least amount of doing things that I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And that like, I get to interact with people for like two hours a week and then I get to make websites and posts for, you know, three or four hours a week. And that's my time input. And it's pretty like, I don't know, you can see people growing, you can see people interacting, you can see people, doing what I like to call like, I mean, community, like you can see the community doing its thing and that's really valuable to me. So that was a long winded answer, but I hope that's okay. 
No, it is. So wait, when, <laughs> when you say you do the websites, what are you talking about? You're saying you well, built like, well, each, like, like, like each one of them, like we have like a raw editing challenge, which we spoke about, or we have a photography hangout where it's like five photographers from a group come together and talk for an hour. And each of those things has like their own website that goes along with it. So I was saying mm-hmm. like my time commitment each week is no longer like shooting a YouTube video, writing the script, editing the YouTube video down, posting it and playing these keyword games. Like it's no longer that. And I'm happy that I'm really, I'm like relieved myself from those duties because they weren't that enjoyable and I wasn't enjoying the process and I enjoy the process of Twitch because I show up, I get to hang out with people, be social. And I like those things They keep me happy. And, um, and that, that's all I have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I make know. The I, websites. Yeah. Right. 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 I think that it's cool to see from Danilo. I, when he told me about it, he's like, I just did his Twitch stream and I was like, Oh cool. Let me check that out. And I've been paying a lot more attention to Twitch and live streaming obviously as, as it's picked up steam, but I looked at it and it was really cool to watch, um, the way you're bringing in so many different creatives so often, like you're having group chat discussions quite like, and, and do you have a co-host in that? There was in the, in the Danilo episode, there was another dude that was in there. Yeah. I have my friend, Steve, who actually did my music photography workshops. We did them like in venues. He did those with me in real life. He's an amazing guy. Um, just different end of the spectrum. So we go well together. And then for the hangout on Thursdays, it's just me. He had so. such a cool, he has such a cool like voice. And yeah, he's, just, he's a radio guy. He comes from radio. Okay. I was like, he's got like, he's built for this shit. <laughs> dude, and he's the nicest person ever. Like, hanging out with him in real life is a delight because you just learn how to be like when we go out to eat, like he makes me feel uncomfortable with how courteous he is to people. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. That's great. But you yeah. do. So, you, so, wait, so you'll have him on sometimes and, and you also on Sundays. Bring, on Sundays. Cool. But, and then you do these group chats and I saw you did, um, who was on their faith or no, who, who did you just have on? Dang. It was like a whole squad and you guys talked on black Lives matter and like you had, uh, um, there was like five Nezrin? different, Black Prince? Maybe it was, I can't remember who it was. I, I literally like, tuned it on. There was like five, you had like five different creatives and you mm-hmm. were, you were kind of guiding this conversation. And I just thought it was cool to like, to be able to tap into that and hear that in, in its entirety, because I think group discussions are what inspired me to start the podcast is like, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like having our, we had a phone call like uh, two weeks ago or something like that. Uh, and we talked for like an hour mm-hmm. and it was such a cool conversation because we're both like educating each other on stuff and we're just and that's <laughs> just what I'm, questions we're just asking questions and shooting the shit and yeah. to me that's like the best form of education is being able to hear creatives chat and so that obviously is why i want to start black and cream because i'm like damn i have way too many cool conversations with people mm-hmm. all the time whether it's behind backstage for an hour before a set or it's in a green room or it's in a tour bus or it's in wherever and these conversations are so impactful. So be, be able to bring those to the screen is so unique. And I love seeing that you were doing it and tying also like with Danilo is so cool. Cause you guys end up like editing a photo. So it's like, yeah. it's a great way for a, <laughs> it's a video podcast. You know what I mean? But you added the element to it. Like where we, we have the podcast and we sit and shoot the shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you could watch us talk, but we're not doing anything that really it needs video. You know what I mean? It's just there yeah. if you want to listen to it and watch it on YouTube, but we don't do anything. But for See you, what you're drinking. Yeah. Right. What kind of coffee we're talking about, whatever. Yeah. But for you, you take it to another level and have like an interactive piece to it, which I thought is so unique. So when did, Thank when you. did you come up with that idea? Um, well I used to do like a live thing called be a photographer where we'd actually do like real life meetups and we'd have like photo challenges weekly or monthly and people would shoot them and edit them and upload them. And we like kind of just bring people together. And then I switched it into just editing 
and I would just release my own photographs like every week. So I did that for probably like three months. Wow. And then I was like, wow, this could be a way to incorporate other people. And I started with um, Vogel, Matty Vogel, who's a, a very great music photographer. And he was the first one and he did it with me. And I kind of started figuring out how it worked. And that was, and it started like, I would say like three months ago now. We've been doing it for three months. And yeah, they basically, they re- released a raw photo. And the thought process behind that is, I'm sure you know, is like, it's kind of like that is the mentality we're looking for. Like somebody who's like, here is my work unedited. I want to donate this to you too so you can get better. And that mm. to me is like a really big deal um, because some people, like I've had many photographers who turn me down. They say, I don't do that. I won't release that. That's my private work. I don't, and like, like most of them have done a good job to my, making me feel stupid. Cause it is like asking somebody to release a raw photo. Like some people it's like, like a big no, no. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but luckily we've had like eight people or 10 people now who have released it. And then, yeah, they release it. People edit for a week. Then we go on the show, we interview them we have them edit the photo live and then they critique some of the photos that people answered and they do a quick Q and a that people submitted and they do a Q and a and it's, it's nice. That's super cool. And then for <laughs> the challenge, like the challenge, it, is it through just basically people catching word of mouth and they get like a certain window of time to create the yeah. edit or how do you guys do it? Release it on Monday, edit it on Sunday. They can edit it through there. There's just a hashtag on Twitter, Instagram. We try to keep it pretty relaxed. Not like you need to download it upload it to this, submit right. it. There's an entry fee. Like it's super relaxed because we want people to be doing it because they enjoy it and right. they want to learn and they want to get better. And it's a chance for people to like release work that isn't their own. So when they release it, they can be like, Hey, this is me learning. This is me like visibly learning. This isn't like my work. Don't judge me for it. Don't hire me because or not be <laughs> hiring me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. how often do you get something that's like, Hey, you can play with this and there's no repercussions on your personal brand. Well, no, I love that. Is it, is it for you? Have you, cause the other thing we could talk about is you and Thomas have created an agency for mm-hmm. first three. Yeah. It's called first three. First three agency. And with this, oh. do you f- see that like ha- running these types of challenges, it, it can kind of, show you. And I'm sure you, as you've done this through the past with so many different ways of you connecting with community, it opens up the door of who's out there that may exist and and people that you could potentially hire in the future. So like we're, uh, we're running a contest right now. And what I love about black window cream contest is that I've learned about so many cool creatives that are out there that I just never would have found. I just couldn't have found them, but Mm -hmm. they just go so hard in these little edit challenges or, or shooting challenges, whatever. And you, you find a lot of people that you could potentially hire in the future. Have you, have you found that through, through submissions and and been able to be kind of like put on to new creatives? Yeah. and And I'm sure you can relate. I think the, the, the reason why we don't know about these people is, I mean, you're self-employed and you, you, you're creative and you know that like to be a creative isn't just to be the part of the, you're not just creating, right? You're networking, you're doing your website, you're doing all these other things that take a long time to learn. And honestly, take longer to learn than the actual creative process and sometimes are longer to develop. So we're kind of trying to remove that step of like, Hey, we know you might not be the most professional person. We know you might not have the greatest social skills or we know you might not be great at invoicing or all these things that kind of take a while to learn, but you're really good at what you do creatively. You're really good at, you know, making GIFs or GIFs or making videos or, uh, you know, shooting some crazy 30 second clips, whatever you're really good at. We want to just take that. And that's all you have to do. Right. We'll take care of everything else. And that's kind of the thought process behind the agency is like, how can we enable these creatives to just create and that, and then we take care of all the emails, all the coordination and all the stuff that like we don't necessarily enjoy, but we've learned over however long, as you can relate, uh, 10 years being in the industry, you just know how to talk to people, you know how to email, you know how to get through all those things that maybe would be deterrence for hiring these people who are 18 to 24 or younger in their, in, in their career that 
you know, do great work and do very good work, work that's worth money and they should be paid for it. Mm -hmm. So what uh, what kind of, what kind of work do you guys uh, focus on within the agency? uh, Basically music based projects. And that can be anything from a music video to a lyric video, to a promo shoot, to a, you know, Hey, we need you to come to this festival and create content. And we can really specify what kind of content is being created because we have such a big pool of creatives. We just reach out to them and say, Hey, we need you in this place at this time. Can you do it? And that's, it's, it's just a lot easier. We just have like a, basically a database of people and uh, we'll train them. We'll figure out what they don't know, what they need to know for, you know, going to a festival. Maybe they're really good at taking photos, but they haven't shot a festival before. So we'll teach them the world. Yeah. Teach them how to pick up their past. Teach them how to work with people, what to do, what not to do. All those things are just, we teach them if they don't know. And you know, some people need creatives in like Wyoming and it's yeah. hard to find, it's hard to find them, but we right. have them and we'll reach out or we'll reach out to people that are wedding photographers and train them in music. And it's just fun. That is and, fun. <laughs> it's a yes. good, I, I love it. And I, this makes so much sense why Danilo looped us. Cause I'm like, it's just cool to see you build this with these specific creatives and, and being able to pull people together is so important. And I think that it's for us, we're always telling people that it's important to get active in as many of these as possible. Like, there's so many people that are part of black window cream that should be joining your community, like your discord immediately, and vice versa, obviously. but like, but like to be able to take advantage of that and have the opportunity to hear from you more often and, and tap into your brain or maybe take a part of like, uh, you know, anything that you're offering helps a lot, but also builds you into a position to be able to strive in Wyoming when you call them calling about a job that you have. And mm-hmm. because they've paid attention, they understand your body of work, how you do these things. When you give a tip, they digest the tip, they write the tip down, they focus on it, they practice it. Like that's yeah. what people are going to look for when they hire and having access to communities like this is so key in my opinion. I'm, no, I, I would, I would love to well. hear this. You, you've done shooting photos forever, right? You did mm-hmm. the touring for a long time. You no longer tour as often or no? I tour a little bit, but my, I don't really create daily content. So it's a little bit of a different thing. Like I'll come out and shoot something for a book or something right. for a specific use, but I won't just create content generally. Sure. So what, what, how often before coronavirus, what was like your balance of trying to educate and also doing jobs? Like, you know, dude, I would love to hear your balance. Uh, honestly, I would say that I was in a little bit of a unique lull of part of my career. I just was basically toured for 10 years. I took about a year and a half, two years off in San Diego. And then I just moved to LA in September. And that was probably the weirdest time to move here. Um, because I had about four good months and then I was off. So I, my, my goal was to move over to doing more shoots at home and then touring if people need it while I was here. And I just started to do that. But, um, prior to that, I was touring on and off with Diplo and a day to remember just back and forth kind of bouncing, um, every few months or something. It's a dope combo between artists. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. That's such a good one. Just good people. I like good people. So you, 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 so as you're out here, you're doing that. I'm curious to know, cause what for me, Mm-hmm. I do jobs as well. And when I'm working on with different clients and stuff, it's really tough to micromanage and stay above it. And I found that I'm like obsessively more interested in black window cream and building the education space and helping others. It just seems to kind of like always consume me. You know how, to, no matter how cool a job is, I always end up like being like, Oh, I just wish I could and not be up for 18 hours doing this dumb edit for something that I, mm-hmm. it's cool. It may be cool, but like I, I'm more passionate about 
the work that I'd spend doing, you know, being this here in the pur- office. This is like purposeful work. And I would argue the other work is much more transactional where it's like, Hey, we need to do this. I'm going to do it. You're going to pay me. And then maybe I'll use it for my portfolio, but it's not like it's deep to your heart and you're not affecting people that you care about or people right. that you want, you know, you're not part of anybody's, I mean, you're part of somebody's story, but it's usually somebody that's rather successful and maybe might not even know the work you're putting in. Sure. Um, yeah. So like, I imagine that the stuff you're doing with black and no cream is quite rewarding in ways that I mean are pretty good human values, I would say. Yeah, no, it is. And I I think that's always, that's a great point because it is always that it's either you're taking a job because the, the bag is going to be nice and big and Mm -hmm. that'll help, you know, especially that this is like a startup money. Bag means money, people. Mom, means my money. mom knows what it is. My mom listens to podcasts every. She, I say this on every episode, pretty much. Oh, trying to get the bag, get the bag, mom. My yes. mom's, my mom's a nurse getting the bag. Uh, yes. No, nah, but like it, it is, it is, it is nice that that can bring in some income. But those jobs, for sure, the jobs that are strictly just like, all right, this is gonna be good money. I don't really mm-hmm. want to do it, but okay, I'm gonna do it. And you go and do that job. It, it, when I come back it's so fulfilling here and I've purposely tried to spend the last like year for sure. I got off tour with B and J in 2018 or maybe the end of that year. So right into 2019 when I came home for 2019, I was like, I really just want to dedicate the effort that I would give to them here. Like what happens if I put those hours and that hard work that I do for clients like them or any of the other jobs I do and put it into the podcast, put it into growing a community, trying to give back and find ways like, what will, will this transform? And it's been awesome over the year. It's been amazing, but it is always like a battle because a cool job will come in or a job that I am. I mean, obviously I was passionate about working with Beyonce and Jay-Z. That was fucking awesome. And, and it took up my whole 2018, the whole year. Uh, but the other smaller jobs are random, like branded content and things like that. Some of them aren't always as awesome to be a part of or the experiences and it's great. So when I'm here, I really want to put my time and energy here. Do you struggle with, it can be addicting for you to be putting on a contest and seeing all the comments come in and people telling you, thank you for creating this type of community. And, and you get all that and and to do the twitches and just, I I watch the comments, the people are in there just watching y'all live. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're not doing it at their leisure. They're doing it at a specific time that you set because they know the impact's going to be there. They want to participate. They want to ask questions. When you see mm-hmm. all that, how hard is it to w- not do that on a specific day because you have to go to work or, or find time or work the extra hours just to make that happen on top of doing the jobs? That was a long... I talked so much. My bad, bro. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. You just have to let me process. You just have to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, never. Um... <laughs> I mean, to be honest, my career, I don't work as often as I did years ago. And I found, and when I was talking to other photographers, I found this because I was touring so consistently that people really stopped hitting me up to do work because I was so unreliably home. And to be honest, I was gone so much. Hmm. So it's been a, a normal struggle, I would say. Nothing abnormal about it. I would say it's a struggle no matter what you're doing in the creative industry, but of converting to let people know, Hey, I live in LA now and I'm ready to shoot portraits. And I have to, you know, it's my own fault. I have to post that portfolio. I have to start promoting that I do those things. I've just been working on that conversion. So I honestly had a lot of free time. I was just focusing on how to use it up. And, um, for me, the hardest part is just creating a good schedule and having the Twitch stuff was a schedule I can maintain because, um, like a lot of creatives, I do like my alone time, but I really, need more human interaction to like kind of move me forward and Twitch solved that for me. YouTube did it. 
YouTube was like, hey, I'm going to post this. I'm going to take a lot of time doing things I don't enjoy. And I'm going to post this. I'm going to hope that it triggers some conversation and interaction that I'm not talking about something that's like a number. I'm talking about things that I'm really value. Like I hope this, when I would meet somebody in real life prior to this and be like, hey, I watch your YouTube video. It did this, this, and this. Thank you. Like that means the world to me. Like right. that is my goal. Like that, like I want to be part of these people's story. And uh, Twitch really ended up fulfilling a lot more than I thought it was. So it's actually a lot easier, I would say, because the structure and the schedule has such a low time commitment and the time commitment that it, that it is, is stuff I enjoy that, um, I don't know. I don't know if I even answered your question. I'm kind of guilty of the same thing where I just talk a lot. <laughs> so it, but no, I hope you something did. was in there. No, it was. And, and that's cool that I, I, I appreciate that too. And I can't imagine that it's gotta be pretty difficult. Uh, you know, when you leave for tour, your time, your real life freezes. Like literally the only thing that matters is what you're doing that day. And that's on repeat for three to six months to for however long you're on the road. Yeah. So it's rough. It is tough. It's tough to stay in touch with clients or schedule it. And then you have to bail because you're on the tour and the tour means more than that one day of work possibly, or you found Mm -hmm. out too late, et cetera. Um, it is, it is hard. So I, I understand that frustration of trying to re get it out there and, and what strategies are you taking to get the word out that you are indeed in town and ready to work when coronavirus is not a thing. Do, 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 do. Yo, uh, I hope you're enjoying this episode with Adam. I love that Adam got on the podcast. He's such a nice guy. Uh, I just wanted to stop the episode real quick and bring up this topic, I guess. I, I've seen a lot of people in the Black Widow Cream community, like hundreds and hundreds of posts over the last year, two years, of uh, people asking about music licensing. Um, to be honest, music licensing is super confusing. It's intimidating, it's expensive, and the last thing anyone wants to focus on is making sure that the music in your client videos is copyright-free and licensed for use on all social platforms or websites, TV, or wherever they are planning to release it. Also, have you ever tried to license a Top 40 track? First off, it's pretty much impossible for creators to get in touch with labels to get them to clear a record like that. I mean, I create videos for Beyonce and my videos still be getting flagged on Instagram. It's crazy. Even if you could get in touch with those labels, it would be expensive as fuck. YouTubers have been known to pay thousands of dollars just to license a major track. And that's after weeks and weeks of emailing back and forth for approvals. Trust me, it sucks to deliver your video to your client and having it get flagged by Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And they're looking at you wondering what's going on. That's where Epidemic Sound's commercial plan comes in clutch. For a fixed $49 a month or $299 for the year, you get access to 32,000 plus tracks that are all licensed for personal and commercial distributed content for all online platforms with unlimited paid advertising. That means no matter where or how your client wants to use this video, they are covered. And here's a pro tip. You can easily invoice each client for a music licensing fee and pay back that epidemic investment in just a couple of jobs. It's that easy. Click the link in the description below and use the code BWNC at checkout to get a 30-day free trial and 50% off your first month. I hope you enjoy it. I stand by Epidemic all the way. And now it's time to get back to this episode with Adam. I mean, I was just a matter of selfish assigning photo shoots. So like hitting up people that I knew here and doing shoots that I enjoy and then posting that work. Uh, I have to redo my portfolio, which I admittedly haven't even finished yet. Hmm. So I'm in the process of doing that. And it's just a matter of putting out there, this is what I'm doing now and letting people know. And it just takes a little while when you're, when your career is so network based, it takes a while for your network to catch up. It right. takes a while for people to be like, Hey, this is what he's doing now. And I mean, I can see it in other people, whether it be 
bands or anybody like it takes from a little bit for me to catch up on what they're doing if i don't i you know i don't intake very much information online i mostly rely on real life interactions so corona's actually hit me pretty hard as far as how i do everything i do i mean i moved to la to see these people and have facetime with people that i want to work with and now i'd hit people up and be like hey let me come to the studio what are you recording and it just doesn't work now like i've just been told no so many times for reasons that I agree with, you know, they're like, Hey, we can't because of Corona and, uh, I get it. So yeah, I, I mean, that's why I'm going to Wisconsin tomorrow. I'm like, well, I got no reason to be in LA right now. <laughs> right. I'm going to go keep doing, I can do my stream from anywhere. So I'm just going to keep doing that, maintain that. And, uh, I don't know about you, but a big struggle for me has always been consistency. And, uh, this one I've been consistent with, so I'm going to keep going. And I think that's a, a, a bunch of different factors. So no, I love that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. I think everybody's kind of up in the air because of Corona, at least I am. So, uh, that's where I'm at. What is it? How, what's your schedule right now for Twitch? Like how, how often are you streaming? I'm working on a new, two new things that I want to launch, but I haven't figured them out yet. So I'll let you know when they're done. But right now we do Sunday from five to seven. That's the raw editing challenge. And then Thursday from usually two to three, but right now it's 12 to tomorrow or, or thir- this Thursday is 12 to one. And that's the conversation. So it's starting with these few shows and then I'll eventually, I stream from time to time and edit, but I'm kind of just still figuring out the, uh, the equation for that. Like I don't have that fully worked out because right. I can't game. I can't like edit for eight hours. Like I can't be like a gamer. I could game for eight hours, but nobody would care. I'm not that right. Great. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's a solid schedule. That's a, that's a good commitment though. And it makes it tough. I'm, I'm interested to see how you, when we are able to be fully working again and everything's kind of normal, how you transition this into that, that world, because yeah. that's always Bounce been out. our, uh, we always wanted to do some sort of live show, mm-hmm. uh, with the podcast, but I'm like, yeah, but fuck, I might have to work this week. So we should pre-record that one to, you know, let's pre-record three episodes. So that way we're good while we're gone or whatever, because it's just tough to commit it being like for, am I for sure going to be available? It's so hard to tell. So how do you, do you have a plan for when that happens? If you keep adding more, more shit to your Twitch stream? Yeah. I mean, ideally I would like to make it so the only part of the stream I have to do is the stream and everything else is streamlined. So basically what I do is I spend my time keeping everything pretty organized so that it's really scalable so that, you know, like everything can be done as easily as being like, here's my Google sheet. Here's what needs to be updated. When we get this information, I'll see you on the stream. And there's moderators that handle a lot of things and they're just people who are that I've met through all this. And then I guess when it comes back in, it's just a matter of me figuring out my priorities. But I think a big priority of mine, is to become, you know, get better at teaching, get better at my personal skills, whether it be interviewing or listening or learning. And those things all align with my Twitch stream and my contest. So I think I would maintain those um, more so even over work, like they would be my priority. And um, it's just a balancing act at that point or finding, finding a way to make a work fit in the slots that I'm not doing. But at least it's the same time every week. So I can be like, hey, I'm just not available Sunday evening. Right. I'm just not like, and, uh, so I, I might have to modify it, but I'll make it. This is, I guess that's the upside of being self-employed. When it, when it needs to happen, I can be like, hey, we're switching the stream to this day. Right. And right. that's just, and people will be like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing no, that's that great. This week. And it's going to be, I, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I think it'll be good. Have you, have you seen people, like what I've been realizing on Twitch is that people are 
searching there for streaming, obviously like that's the whole platform. Um, are you finding new viewers that were unfamiliar with you or your work maybe before that through Twitch, like by just being on the platform, are you finding an mm. audience there? Uh, a little bit, but it, it's hard because like I'm a Twitch user myself. Like I watch stuff on there and I think that's important when you're teaching on something or using a platform is to understand how people digest it and use it themselves. So like when I go on there, there's not a single part of me that would want to watch a photography stream. Like, mm. because I'm going on there for entertainment. Like it's a little bit different. Like, or, you know, I, I don't want to have to use my brain to an extent. I want to have to enjoy somebody else using their brain and see how they play a game and learn a little bit that way. So I think that, uh, maybe if there's a lot of Pokemon snap users on there, maybe this is a, a thing they'd come over to cause that's a photography game, but right. that's about it. Like I don't, I, I don't think there's a lot of people coming over because it's Twitch and they're on Twitch looking for a streamer. So it's, it's a half the battle is educating photographers and people like, this is how we're using this platform, even though it's not really intended to be used this way. Yeah. And, uh, uh, same with discord. Mm, yeah, that's great. I think that I've heard from, my friends that work in like at EA and they have mm-hmm. relationships with Twitch. It's like, they seem to be favoring streamers that are not streaming games because mm, you may yeah. have hundreds of thousands of people playing like modern warfare, but you have very little people teaching or educating mm-hmm. on photography or filmmaking or whatever it may be. So I, I hear that they try to favor that a little bit more, but I was curious. I didn't know how that works. Yeah. I saw, I, I've seen people do other stuff on there that I think is more, falls in line with gaming. Like there's a guy who does like that wood, wood carving on there and it's awesome. And he has like 900,000 followers and God just, damn. it's, it's cool. Cause it's like people doing the craft, but, uh, I think we're using it in a little bit of a different way. And maybe there's a reason there's not a lot of photography people <laughs> on there. Maybe it just doesn't work very well, but you know, I'm, I'll try it out for at least six months before I give up on it. And yeah, oh, it's, I, it's going great so far. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've, I've liked watching it and, and I think it's well, really you. just about, it's the same thing with black and no cream. We have like our Patreon and then we create a discord for Patreon. And then mm-hmm. it's about teaching people what discord is. And if they're not discord users, it's harder to remember to get on there. And I think it's the same for Twitch. Like I love getting a notification that you, you pop up on tw- like on Twitch. Like I, I now I'm notified from the app that I'm getting that. I'm like, Oh cool. So I can tune Thanks that for in. Attending. Yeah. See what I mean? But that's like, it's cool to know that, that, that you're live and I can just tap in if I have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I think as people become familiar with your schedule, they, they base their schedule around it. Because if you're, if you're, especially if you're trying to learn, these are great resources from people that have a lot to teach. And the Mm -hmm. best part is it's not just you teaching. That's my favorite part about me. It's not just me on my podcast talking about whatever I have you on here and, and you know more than I do about so many other things. So when we have conversations, you're going to continue, I'm going to continue to be educated. If Mm -hmm. I'm getting educated, that means for a fucking sure they're getting educated. You know what I mean? Like I spent so much time trying to learn. Um, I love that shit, man. I think, yeah, I think it's really unique. And when I, I, I popped open your, your discord and I asked them if they wanted to ask you any questions, uh, <laughs> I feel like we should rip through some of these real quick. You're going to, you might have to tell me who asked them so I can envision them because I'm, uh, I'm for sure will. so personal with these people now. Like I know like the core group and, uh, yeah, this, I'm, a, I'm interested to know. Did discord discord started after coronavirus happened? My discord or yeah, yours. Yeah. yeah. It started after I even started streaming. Like I would say it's like a month old. So this would be really old. cool to see how this goes when you do community events. Mm-hmm. Like everyone seems so dead. I mean, there's like hundreds of people in here and it's not like, I think as people become so intrigued by being a part of something that's exclusive that they may want to 
like especially when something live happens everyone's gonna roll out you know what i mean which is yeah dude they 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 come out they like the raw editing challenge part of that discord is sick like i love to see that it's just a matter of figuring out like how granular do we get how do we break this down how what what do we allow what do we not allow it's like it's really hard to draw the line you almost have like your own built-in government to make these decisions right I don't know. I want people to be able to post their own stream, but at the same time, I don't want everybody to post their own streams. So right. right. I know that shit is hard. I hate it's that. Hard. We, it, yeah. It's brutal trying to police like a community and yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, let's see what we got. All Re- right. Renowned. Do you know renowned? I don't know. Renowned. Renowned. Re- don't take it personally. Renowned says shower, shower shoes are nah. Okay. They, 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 they use our Twitch stream. That's like our question we ask everybody. And I'm a no shower shoes guy, but we're, we're talking about on tour, not at home. We're not talking on tour. About, yeah. 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 I don't really use shower shoes. That's just how I am. I'm, savage, yeah. savage feet. <laughs> He's got savage feet. <laughs> tell your girlfriend to get on, tell your girlfriend to get this, on this right now. What, what does she say? Are, are Adam's feet savage or nah? From no I'm not, <laughs> you're like i'm not sure sh- she's going uh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no i i uh i am the opposite and i yeah. will find i don't have shower shoes i had like flip-flops and shit but i'd always like almost fall a lot that's what's that's shower shoes that's what they are okay cool flip-flops yeah, yeah. i mm-hmm. thought it was like the underwater <laughs> those underwater no, no, shoes you're good uh but i would get i will take as many towels as it takes for me to build the road to the shower and stand on the towel. And I'm that person. Yo, ben was here. I could tell because there's a white a hundred thousand towels to his shower. He's taking right now. Uh, but seriously, I'd be curious to hear his thoughts on the importance of Instagram for photographers, especially show photographers. If there are better ways to get your work exposed, that's from a renowned. That was a follow up question. Oh, importance of Instagram. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a good way to create a snapshot into what you're doing. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's 100% crucial. I think the most important thing is what you're doing in real life, who you're meeting, who you're talking to, and what you're doing with that time. And I think Instagram is a good, it's a good, it, to me, it's a good way for somebody to be like, what is this person about? What do they do? What do they like? What's their judgment like? Like, what do they post? How do they think other people want to be seen? And I think it's a good, so I think it, if anything, make sure it's, it backs up your character. I would hate for it to be detrimental. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, I think, what do you think? I think it's important. No, I do too. Uh, I just was looking at your Instagram and I'm curious to know you. you It's empty right now. It's complete. It's everything's gone. Yeah. I'm working on, uh, just redoing my portfolio and everything and kind of taking a, a step back from the internet and being so open with everything. So I just wanted like a little full reset and to, uh, be a little more conscious about what I put out there because, um, I don't know. I want, I want people to get the image of me that I want them to see. I don't want them to have so many options, right? Like somebody might look at one Instagram photo and then another one and then another one and have one image of me. And then somebody might look at one blog post and another blog post and have a totally other image of me. Interesting. So I really want to control that pathway that people take so that everybody gets the exact intention that I'm going for. Right. And, um, that's kind of my thought process behind it is I want it to be more, this is what I, this is what I want to portray. Right. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. No, I get it. I, 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 I was just having this conversation with Darren who helps edit, edit this podcast and shoot stuff for black and cream. Thank you, Darren. And, yeah. Darren, he's listening right now. He's in the other room. Um, he, he was talking to, what were we, damn, I just lost my fucking thought. What were we just talking about? You had a great point that you made about Instagram and what, Oh, this is what it was. Mm-hmm. It was about getting, do you make, try to make like specifically he's trying to get, um, hired in like, uh, the football space. So he went out, shot with a, a, football, a college football player, got a really bunch of good content of him. Follow mm-hmm. him on Instagram at Darren Conrad. And so Darren 
shot a bunch of stuff. It was really cool. And then it's like, do I continue to go out and get that type of content for my Instagram so I get hired by that? And my argument was, no, it's great that you have that piece of content and it can showcase what you do. Now use that to create conversations with different people um, out there that exists to say, hey, look, I created this piece of content. I could do this for you. You don't need to have like- your launching pad. Yeah, that's your launching pad. It's your selling point. Like for most people, if you think about Instagram, if you think that you just post a bunch of fire shit on Instagram that everyone's gonna go there and find it, you're wrong. When you have those conversations and you can send and, and almost use that as reference, like, this is a reference of something I can do for you. If you're doing outreach, I think that that's one of the best ways that you can get hired because if they see that, they're going to be like, Oh, this is cool. And if they go to your profile and you see a bunch of other options, it's like, it's the demo reel. It's the uh, portfolio on your website. It's the same thing. Like you got to hook them with something. And so I don't think you have to have a, an abundance of one thing to be able to get someone convinced that. No. And you know I, I, mean? I would argue that, I mean, I'm just, have really understood it a little bit more being on the agency side now and understanding like when somebody says we need something for this project then I have to go look at their Instagram and portfolio and judge them on basically every decision they've made. And that's my job. You know, this is what they put out there. I need to look at it and understand what type of person they are. What's their judgment? Like what's their personality like based on the information they're giving me. So I would say just make sure everything is so intentional and it doesn't have to be, you know, that's a good example. Like, and then use that as your launching pad, use that as how you get places, but it doesn't, yeah. it's, it's not the only way. I don't no. know. I, I think, I think we're in agreement there, right? Yeah, we are for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Um, yeah, I vibe too. Thank you I, for, I, I like what you just said. I need to go gut my Instagram. Damn. Damn Dude, it. <laughs> did you just get that feeling where it comes, like comes up you're like, Oh, I have this to do. And then you think about the Instagram. You're like, Oh, I should write that down. Oh, also I have to do this. Yeah. And, this, and you're like, if, Oh man, that's like a whole day's work. If I could share my, <laughs> my notebook with you and my Trello board, my calendar and my notes, it, yeah. you'd throw up. It's disgusting with how many things I think I need to do by the end of every day. It's well, I don't want to throw up, but I would love to see that information. So if there's some <laughs> happy medium, I would love to discover. It. I'll just read off the list after we get yeah. off this call. Um, <laughs> let's see, Chris, Christian 2900 yeah. with C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Like yeah. there's no H in there. Yeah, I know Christian. Um, he says, how to select a photo when you know you Tonka, 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 Tokna? I don't think English is his first language. Okay, I'm not being correct, but that's why his name is spelled that way as well. Okay, yeah. I thought I was missing some ill-ass slang. No, no, but no you're good. When, it is when, his first language, no offense. It is. Uh, how, how, <laughs> how to select a photo when you know you took a good photo? So I'm assuming you took a, say you took 30 great photos. How do you select the best one? I'm yeah. assuming. You go through and you find what you hate about each one when you slowly get rid of them and like, all right, I don't like that. You just nitpick or you can go through really fast and see which one, like you feel it deep down when you get someone that like really clicks, it hits you like somewhere, somewhere otherworldly where you're like, Ooh, I That's need to like, I just need to like turn off all my lights in my room and stare at this from like 10 different distances until I see everything I like. I don't know. Like it doesn't that. happen very often. So I, I know I, I agree. That's a, that's a good, both great <laughs> methods. If you want to take the slow approach or the fast approach, but yeah. usually if you do the click, like that's like the, what's that? It's like roulette or something like a thing spins around and it lands on one. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you want yeah. that. That's called roulette. Yeah. You got it. Um, uh, Jesus, I'm so bad at pe- saying people's names and reading words in general. That's okay. A Tara Exa. <laughs> Shit. No, people are getting creative with their names. I don't think you're at fault here. Okay, and, I don't think they'll be, and I don't think they'll be offended. He, he or she says, Hey Ben, I love the podcast. Woo. Uh, I'd love to know if he has any advice for networking, especially as a small creator, what would he recommend? Instagram, Twitter. I know we just talked about that, but like when you are small, right? If when you do live in Wisconsin, 
and mm-hmm. your only job opportunities are shooting cheese curd farms and um whatever else lives in wisconsin madison's madison yeah. whatever what do you do i'm not offended it's cool no i love it you literally you're only like three hours away from me by the way yeah like, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. a solid three-hour drive we We're used to drive the same place yeah. is tyrol basin in what in madison Dude, that's our ski resort. What? Yeah, I used to pull yeah. up. I used to be that's there. That's what's up. That's crazy. We probably Time rode right by each other. Yeah, that's cool. But okay, so if you're a small creator and you're trying, you know, you're you're in your city and maybe it's not as big as LA, New York, Chicago, wherever, what are some tips that you would give for people to to build the exposure and, and find new clients? Well, I think that there's a definitely, like, in my opinion, there's a mindset adjustment there that has to happen first where don't worry about what other people have, how it's bigger than you. There's somebody smaller than you and it's honestly irrelevant. It's, it does not matter. You just need to focus on what you have and focus on how to make those things work for you. Like it does, it doesn't like, nobody's gonna be like, Oh, he only shot this size concert, but he's not shooting the, I, I, people aren't going to know what you don't have. Just show them what you just do. You take right. great pictures, do good work. There's I've never found somebody who I've seen them like, Oh, because they live in a small city, their work's so bad or they don't have these opportunities. Like, Sometimes being in a small city is advantageous, especially when it comes to getting a photo pass to a show. Like if you live in Billings, Montana, I guarantee you there's less photographers submitting for a credential and less um, great photographers submitting for a credential than there are in New York. It's just less people. Right. And you know, use that to your advantage to figure out what you're good at. If you, if cheese curds, what's is, what is in your area, shoot cheese curds <laughs> and do it really well and do a damn good job. Like don't complain about it. If you want to complain about it, then solve that problem. Mm. But you know, like don't use the problem as an excuse to not getting it done in my opinion. Like that is silly and it's a trap. Like you can fall into that. You can do it too often and it's a bad habit to, so get in the habit of, you know, finding in my opinion, what works. And then right. that, that, that principle will stay the same for your whole career. Like yeah. it just never changes. You're always going to find what works. And it's a, uh, it's like you're saying, like, you know, um, figuring out what you want to do in your career, what makes sense, you know, where you can go next, what can you do with your community? It's all just focusing on what makes, what works. Right. I, um, I love that. I think, <laughs> Sorry, what, was no, I, I just, I'm trying to digest it. Cause there's like <laughs> so many good points. And I think one of the illest points is like, I'm, I find myself extremely inspired by my friends that live in small cities or oh, small yeah. towns. Like I, I, I have plenty of friends that are from Iowa that continue to be creative and I follow them. And I think what's so interesting that I, when I compare it is that I feel so spread out on everything I'm doing where, like I said, my, my notes to, for things to do are just dumb long that I feel like I can't ever be as creative as I want to be where my friends that are in small towns have less obligations because they don't run a podcast and they're not doing, they're just being creative and the same in LA. There's so many creatives that just do this where they're able to just focus on that and bring high level there all the time. And when I find myself so spread out, I'm like jealous of that, but I see my friends and it makes me think back when I was in Iowa, I would spend days to do one thing where now I have to like try to get it done in a singular day or in an afternoon and be like, you know what I mean? Like I see so many people spend so much time perfecting the craft and they make things look really awesome. They just, feel like they can't get seen because they're in a small city. And that's when you eventually like make this move to a bigger city and stuff. But it is really interesting when you look at it from that way. Do you think that if you wanted to, like if, if you were like, Hey, I've identified that I don't like this, you know, whatever the situation that is making you end up being spread too thin or however you feel, you think that if you wanted to, you could switch it over to being more like your friends that live in a small city or do you, do you think your lifestyle or job isn't conducive of that kind of reality? Uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm 
getting like right now we're putting so much work into figuring out what this is and the, and the workflow mm-hmm. of this. And as we spread out with people like Darren and Nikos and Justin and everyone that's helping us out with the podcast and the, and the black and no cream community in the background, um, it's making it easier to focus on, uh, some of the busier things and, and focus on more gradual things. But every time I get an extra, a, a new extra hour, I spend that hour doing something new. And so I just keep adding it. And I think that's me being obsessed and I just like obsessed with growing. Uh, it, but I think as we kind of dial in sy- better systems, I'll be able to, uh, spend more time focusing on other stuff. And I have been able to do more. Like I, I did some a, a music video before the coronavirus stuff happened, but I just, I, I always get that it's usually when you're in the low point of you just do have so many, I have to get all these things done. And that's when you see the one post or the one video or someone sends you something on text and you're like, damn, this is really cool. I want to do that right now instead of have to like pre-record a bunch of intros or write a bunch of copy or do Instagram. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff. It just checks you. It makes you think like, well, I'm living right now. Like what do I want to be doing with my living? Right. <laughs> and you're just like, do I want to be doing, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when you're in total control. And, yeah. um, it's a, it's a big burden. It's a burden. Like, like I'm not complaining about, but I definitely no. recognize that, uh, there's a lot of responsibility behind that. Like your choice is what you do. <laughs> right. That's true. Do you ever miss, do you ever like want to move back to the Midwest? Do you ever see that happening? I see that happening. I think that the Midwest has values that I really identify with and things that are really important to me that involve like family values or lifestyle choices. And the people there are generally more interested in you as a human being than you as a, uh, like a transactional, how can they use you to go wow, somewhere? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy to think of that. I mean, we're out. I mean, it, this, this, it this is, is true. Work, this is a work city. This isn't a family city. And that's, you need to be honest with yourself about that. And I yeah. understand that. That's why I'm here to work. But uh, yeah, I'm great back there for, for family life. I would think that would be nice. Yeah. I feel that. Um, all right, let's see. Is there anything else? One, one more I'll do from Brooke Cornish Gamer. Uh, Brooke is the best. BF97. All right. They so are Brooke, from, uh, yeah, go, go, go. All right. So she says, is it two people? There's two people in the picture. You said they are. Oh, I say they because I don't actually know their gender. Oh, word. All right. So yeah, they, I'm Brooke. Mm-hmm. Brooke says best tips on getting into a schedule for a tour, sleep, diet, exercise. So when you're touring, what's, what's your, what's your <laughs> system that you create for yourself? It's a good question. They said getting on a tour or while you're on the tour. What did they say? Best tips on getting into a schedule for a tour. So I'm assuming you've oh. already, you're already on tour. You're on tour. Are you're getting ready? there. Yeah. You got three months ahead of you. Same shit every day. What, what's your schedule like? How well, do you do to, it? To me, step one is let's figure out what you have to do every day. What, what work you have to get done. And then what, personal things do you have to get done working out eating you know you just kind of put it all on a list and then figure out when you can do it and then lastly figure out how much sleep you're allowed to get mm, <laughs> i would say so you know what i mean it's like you just basically when do i need to wake up when do i need to go to bed when do i need to start working when do i need to finish working and right then how much time do i need before i start working in the morning to get all my you know run a cbs or download my hard drives or take a shower or meditate or work out or stretch or whatever you need to do to make sure that when you're working like you said when you're on a tour nothing else exists so when you're working you are dialed in and um you need to like set yourself up for success they're pretty i would say that needs to be your main goal every day i love that I is that uh, is exploring that is exploring cities a priority for you uh, I like exploring cities. If I generally try to do it with the artist, if that makes sense, uh, I'll do it in the morning, like get a coffee or doing something like that. It's, it's a good way to relax and get a little bit of real world in you. So you're not so, um, you know, same parking lot backstage every day, something like right. just stuff to keep you sane. 
Yeah, I feel that. Um, dude, I I know I would love I can't wait to do the interview with you to be able to hear <laughs> how the entire story of how this all came because I know we briefed over so much stuff, but I appreciate you for hopping on here for a little bit, shedding some insight in the community. I really think that we need to do a we can do a virtual one, but eventually we gotta do this big public thing like we need to bring everyone together like into one of event yeah like we can do like a it could be like black with no cream x and then have like whatever we want to call whatever my side is and we can just like yeah push a bunch of people together and be Duh, i think I, like that's i can't wait like we were planning on doing that for my birthday uh in june and that's what When's i wanted birthday? To, june 5th all right i'm june 25th <sighs> is yeah, that still june. are you still a gemini i don't know anything about that shit no, no i'm the i'm the cancer cancer got it right right, right. Yeah. um well happy blade or yeah happy bladed bro thank you and you as well thanks man appreciate we both it. have birthdays this year how crazy <laughs> i know how crazy is that yeah. well, we yeah, have so much in common yeah, uh, no but i think like our goal is to do a big black window cream thing and, and start bringing like me having gone to those having gotten the opportunity to go to events like that there's nothing better than meeting people that are like you and think like you and mm-hmm. are open to collaboration or, or just to become friends or whatever, like bringing those people into the same space is so powerful. And that's what we can't wait to fucking do that shit when this is all over. Like, and so I think it'd be awesome be to wonderful. Br- bring them all together. To, that would be so cool. Well, we can make it happen. I'm sure. Well, all right, dude, I appreciate you. Um, drive safe for the next few Thank days. You. Thank I hope you. I appreciate you, it. Are you bringing your camera? I'm bringing my camera only because the people I'm staying with, I'm going to take family photos for them. I just did that with my nephew. Yeah, dude, they love that. It is so easy for us, right? I, I but know. It's, it's so rewarding. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's good. All right, cool. Well, we'll, we'll get you in here soon. I appreciate it. And you have a good one, dog. Thank you. You as well. Appreciate All right, it. Later, player. That's it for episode 199. 200 is on the way. Yo, huge shout out to Adam for for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you. We were supposed to do this in person, like we said, um, but it's just too early with this COVID shit. You know, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. We got to take care of each other, etc. But we will get Adam in here to do a proper interview soon. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a solid. Just subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Hit that subscribe button and stay tuned in because we release fire shit every single week. I swear to God, we put a lot of work in over here. If you watch on YouTube, you can see this office space. This is our little lab where we conduct all of our experiments and try to come up with the illest way to feed educational content to y'all listening. And and I hope it helps. And if you do like the podcast and you want to get more involved or stay in touch or join the street team or whatever, uh, shoot us a text at the number um, for the Black Window Cream phone number. It's 319-209-9041. Again, the link is in the description. That way you can get weekly motivational tips and and just fire you know motivation really that's what we that's all we're really trying to do with it i don't want to make it some spammy shit or i don't know i just want to kind of kick some lessons and and insight and value that i get out of the podcast and and get it back to y'all so it just kind of motivates you at the top of the week but that's it um thanks for listening again dm us on instagram too if you want to send a screenshot of you listen to the podcast we will repost it uh and that's it you know Enjoy the work week, keep creating, and we'll see you in a few days, you bitch.